0: Halo Infinite, Forza Horizon 5, Deathloop, Ratchet and Clank Rift of Heart, MetroJet. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Metro Dread. These are some of the games that we will not be talking about today because it is time for the alternative IGN Game Awards. Today, my name is Dale Driver and I'm joined by Jesse Gomez.
1: Yes, yes you are, hello. (laughs) It threw me off because you said said, today my name is Dale Driver and I was like, when are you not
0: Dale Driver? Who knows what I'm going to be tomorrow, mate. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and I'm also joined by Emma Matthews. Emma, how are you?
2: Hello, I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm
0: good. I'm, I'm, I like the fact that, you know, we've got the young crew in today. Exactly. Like, Everyone wants of to hear verse, from the us. The youngest, the youngest ones in the IGN team. Mm, are, you, are you a part of that crew? <laughs> Let's say I'm a part of that crew. Mm. It's like the Muppet Babies of version of the IGN UK podcast. <laughs> Look, I'm freshly shaved today as well. I've got a baby face and everything. So, oh, yeah, I can, so I'm one of the young ones now. So young, so just alternative, getting really <laughs> yeah. into the vibe. Just hip. Totally, yeah, exactly. Yep. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> go send this to my mum afterwards. Show that I see mom I am cool, <laughs> right? What What is this? What is the alternative Game Awards? If you haven't listened in previous years, basically, there's loads of lists out there that go through best game, best design, soundtrack, that sort of stuff. IGN have got one as well, and I'm like, our uh, nominations are out there. I believe I'm not exactly sure when we're going to announce the winners, but it'll be soon. You'll be able to find it soon. That's all covered. You can find that if you want it. We're not interested in covering that. We're interested in covering the weird and wonderful, the, the, the unique moments perhaps of gaming in the last year. So we've all got three awards each. We're going to take it in turns and we're just going to go for it. So I'm going to, we've got no order here. So I'm just going to pick someone. I'm going to say, Emma, you're up first. And I'm going to say your first award is first.
2: Okay, let's wow, do really, it.
1: Really mm-hmm. breaking ground here.
2: Yep, <laughs> starting it off. Um, okay, so we're not going to start on like a super positive note.
0: Oh, I don't think a lot of these are going to be positive. you fucked it already, Mike. Yeah.
2: I'm bringing the mood down a little bit from the intro, but I hope that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, my first award is this should have been the ultimate sequel, and it just wasn't. Hmm. So, I've got a runner up, and then I've also got a winner as well. Okay, so. let's
0: talk about the runner-up first.
2: Okay, so my runner-up, I don't think you're going to like this, Dale. <laughs> okay, watch it. Is Far Cry 6. <gasps> like,
0: Get out. <laughs> I don't know why you think, like, yeah, no, I, I liked Far Cry I know you 6, like but I can, it, yeah. I can completely understand why you would think that as well. Like, I don't have any complaints. What, what was it about Far Cry 6? Why wasn't it the ultimate sequel?
2: I feel like... It just had so many things, like with all the trailers and stuff leading up to it, I was really excited. I was especially excited for uh, Giancarlo Esposito because Mm. he's just the best, like, ultimate bad guy, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then when I actually played it, to be fair to it, it was more of Far Cry. Like, if you like Far Cry, it's very clearly a Far Cry game. Yeah. But I just feel like it didn't really do anything... Extra this time to make it stand out, it just feels like the sixth game in that like, series. I think
0: that's certainly fair. Like, yeah. It's unfortunate as well because it felt like there was quite a gap because you know they had that period where they released Far Cry 5 and then New Dawn was like within a year mm. next year. And then what has it been like nearly three years, maybe two and a half years, something like that, since New Dawn? Yeah. So it felt like they they also made some bold claims, I think, in the previous stage that I was part of the preview loop when I had a hands-on showing of the game and they made a lot of claims about these new ideas they had and I think they hit on some of them but yeah perhaps it wasn't as quite as revolutionary pun intended that (laughs) that we hoped you know. (laughs) Jesse what about you what do you think about Far Cry?
1: I think it's pretty much what everyone else has said it's just more Far Cry and if you like that then I guess it's up your up your alley I suppose but like I've said it in previous podcasts. I'm only going to play it if it was like a co-op experience. And I played a bit with you, mm-hmm. Dale. And then that's where my journey ended. Like I had my fun and that's it. I don't need to go back to it.
0: Was the last time you played with me the actually last time you played it? Yeah. The
1: line, the last time we burned down that woman's house. <laughs> yeah. The last time we played it. You burned down a woman's house while she was in it. <laughs> yeah. I left my mark. I don't wow. need to go back to that place again.
0: So that was the runner up. Emma. What was your, what's your winner of this should have been the ultimate sequel, but just wasn't award.
2: Okay, so that is Back for Blood. Oh,
0: is that a sequel? I mean... Well, it's like <laughs> a
2: spiritual kind of one, isn't it? Like, it should yeah. have been Left 4 Dead 3 in, like, its ultimate form, and Jesse and I actually played most of it. Um yeah. And I also played with um, Matt and Simon, and I don't know, I just felt like this had all the makings of being, like, you know, it, it knew what it wanted to be. It wanted to be Left 4 Dead 3, but... Mm. There were just so many things about it that made it, like, kind of boring. Um, Yeah. Like, I felt like, for one thing, the missions were just so long. One of the things that's really good about Left 4 Dead is that the missions are short, but because they're short, you want to play for longer because it's like, oh, I'll just do another one, we'll just do another one. And before you know it, like, the whole evening's gone. Um, Yeah. I didn't get that feeling with Back 4 Blood at all. It was more like, this act is really long. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm looking for the point where I kind of want to have a bit of a rest. Um, yeah, any
1: excuse to quit. Because it really does just, like, go on for a while. And we had, that, I think, the last yeah. time we played. And then the last time we did play was when we kind of just uninstalled it. Because we are like, we've had enough. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's the thing. It got repetitive very quick as well. Like, even just a sort of a, a few missions in, you're, like, heading to the same maps and stuff. And it just kind of yeah. doesn't feel that fresh. Like, one thing that I thought was going to be really good was the, like, deck building um mm-hmm. but i feel like i kind of checked out of the game before i got like really into that because it takes sure. a while to get like the cards and you know actually yeah. make a build that you feel like you're making like a difference with your choices yeah, um, exactly. the
0: the deck building was initially overwhelming but ultimately not that influential and i'm sure <laughs> yeah. it is maybe in the real late game but it felt like that to me where the start I was like I don't know what I'm doing and I was worrying about it too much and by like my fifth hour playing that game I was like choose anything don't care yeah, yeah for sure
2: it's not intuitive at all when you first like hop in and then mm. yeah you have to play for ages for it to feel like it's actually doing something
0: yeah like, when, be, how, when did Left 4 Dead 2 come out just so you'll know this
1: I feel like that must have been around 2008 maybe 2010-ish yeah. so it's like, Ish.
0: you feel like that's a long time to learn and come up with new ways of presenting this game,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. But wasn't it the same people who did this game also did Evolve? And they said they learned oh. lessons from Left for Dead, but also Evolve wasn't good as well. So I feel like they're yeah. kind of repeating history here, but they're just getting closer and closer to making something that might be decent. But yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: like it's not a bad game, like at all. It's just I <laughs> I really was expecting yeah, I was expecting something amazing and uh it just it just wasn't
0: yeah i'm um i was just going to segue into the next one but then i've also um do you know what i can't stop thinking about how i messed up the intro on this podcast <laughs> but like should i re-record no
1: nah, mate let people <laughs> let people hear the mistakes they love a little behind yeah, yeah, the yeah, scenes Yeah, that's true yeah you're, you're human me raw, yeah it's yeah. real raw. you're not a um, human, dale you're just human i'm a
0: not okay uh right <laughs> i'm gonna connect it slightly because i've got an award that kind of mentions two games that you were speaking about emma so i think it's you know so we don't have to talk about those games again. Let's just pivot into it. Cool. And this award is called the, Hey, that's pretty cool in a game. That's just fine. award. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've got two runners up actually. And one of them is from Back for Blood, what we we're just talking about. A mm. game, like I just said, I consider it to be just fine. It was okay. It was fun. It was nice to play with friends, Yeah, but it was more of a, an opportunity to hang out with friends as I actually enjoy the game mm. however I think it was in the second chapter there's a there's a level where you go inside a bar and you have to repair a jukebox and it plays music while hordes of zombies come in and when I first did it it played aces uh what's it called ace of spades yeah by my head and then the waves come in and I thought this is really cool it feels very scripted though around ace of spades and then we died and then we reloaded it and then the music changed to black Betty and it was mm. a completely different song and it still felt scripted and like really, <laughs> a really like polished confined um, sort of scenario. Yeah. But I thought how fantastic it was to use licensed music in that situation where it's not the same, like in other games where they have licensed music like in red dead or something or GTA yeah. it'll always be the same track. Right. Because it's yeah, all yeah, like yeah. cue to the beat. I just thought this is like a super impressive detail. And since I've read up on it, apparently there's like 16 different songs that all play on that jukebox. That's well. kind of cool. I, like, It's just I just remember being really impressed by that and a game where I was most wholly like not impressed. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's a runner up anyway. And another runner up, is similar long, along the similar lines is in Far Cry 6. I don't <laughs> know if you guys ever saw it. You might have saw my silly tweet about it. But, if certain songs are playing on the radio, then Danny, whether it's a male Danny or a female Danny, will just start singing along with the songs. Yeah. Like, That's if cool. Living La Vida is yeah. on, they'll just start singing along with the radio. And it made me not want to get out of the car several times <laughs> just to hear them singing to it because they're not perfect either. They're all like pitchy and a bit all over the place yeah. and stuff. Um, just cool, dude, give me more of that. Give me, like, put me in situations in the open world where I feel like my character's actually, like, involved in this open world. Yeah, right it now. humanizes
1: so, them a little bit, actually, yeah. it's a person.
0: So it just it connects them, just a, just a tiny little thing, but I thought yeah. it was really cool. Anyway, the winner, though, <gasps> is all oh the God. weapon mods or power-ups that are in Outriders. Now, Outriders. Emma, did you play Outriders?
2: I did for a bit, and I wasn't a massive fan of it.
0: Mm-hmm. I think most people probably agree with that. Mm. Me, Jesse, Caddy, and Matt probably played too much of it i don't know what i think it was we just wanted to see it through i think yeah. i did the ending like three times as well uh, <laughs> just be just playing with different groups of people because it was teams of three yeah mm. and overall like the game is pretty by the numbers and like you feel like you've played it before yeah but the one thing where i felt like i hadn't played it before was like some of these insane like mods that you could get on some of the better weapons in the game you mm. probably don't get these weapons to like, at least halfway through but there was things like there was a lightning storm that you could attach to a gun <sighs> yeah and then like you'd be shooting someone and then you'd just see lightning striking down on top of their head and then also obviously your co-op partners could have that as well and then there was uh, there was one like chains what well, wrapped chains around them and like squeezed them and caused points damage i'm saying this as i'm saying this i'm realizing i don't really play destiny or anything so they may well have things like this but to me it felt like a really like cool spin on i i guess i'm used to like division and the mods on those sort of guns are very much like numbers you know like oh your shield does less damage or yeah yeah like yeah it's yeah. like yeah. you know yeah. yeah. like point two
1: percent and stuff
0: yeah the mods were spectacular enough that it made me not want to change guns as i went along mm. and i think honestly i really kept me going for a long time when i'd see a new cool mod on a gun just yeah. what are your thoughts like? you might have be better informed about that sort of stuff
1: no like i mean i wish i could have played more outriders despite it being okay but there was a point where there was just like destructive mass glitch occurring where your inventory gets wiped mine just never recovered so i had to stop playing halfway oh, through no. and i never should, touched the game again
0: you should have had an award for best glitch the like most most destructive glitch
1: i'd be too year. angry it'd be a very <laughs> emotional podcast if i had to talk about it
0: um yeah it's i guess yeah so overall these awards are just things that like were I thought that caught that took me out of the, the sort of mundane experience of playing the game to say, mm. wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think for me, Outriders was my favorite one. Mm. Let's go on to another positive one. Jesse, your second award. What's that?
1: My second award. Oh, you mean the ultimate John wick simulator award? Yes. Yeah, mate.
0: Now I see you don't have any runners up for this one.
1: No, nah, cause I'm just <laughs> straight in. I know what I want to talk about, mate. There's no exceptions. And obviously it's another excuse to talk about resident evil 4 on the podcast mm. which i'm almost certain i gave an award to last time i did this because of the switch re-release oh, really? i think what
0: was it what was it Can you
1: Make, remember the, award? the award was something along the lines of like an old ass game making me buy it again for the 10th oh, time or some yeah. bullshit like okay. that it but is. now it actually makes a difference i've mentioned it on the podcast before how much i enjoy resident mm. evil 4 because it's sort of like my go-to switch my brain mm. off kind of game i love it and for the era it was released, in, it's like one of the best action games ever. Yeah. But with the VR version, for me, that is the definitive edition of Resident Evil 4. And honestly, one of the best VR games ever put on the Oculus Store or the yeah. Meta Store, whatever bullshit let's, you Let's call talk it.
0: about the John Wick stuff, though,
1: specifically. Oh, mate. I, that's the thing. I, I can't describe to you how fun it is to just, when you're in the game, being able to like sidestep an enemy... Knife another one who's next to you, all while shooting another at the same time with, like, your handgun behind you and stuff. Or blasting a shotgun in Dr. Salvador's face while he's, like, swinging a chainsaw and you're, like, dodging to the ground and stuff. It is just stupid fun. And, like, you just... You really get yourself involved with how... If you're, like, a a mega Resident Evil fan, then you know that Leon has somehow turned into, like, this nerdy cop to the fucking John Wick of Resident Evil universe. Like, if you've Mm. seen the latest games or the films... He is doing mad bonkers stuff that doesn't make sense. And just (laughs) being able to replicate like an inch of that in a VR game, it feels so satisfying. Like, I feel like you would actually really enjoy playing this game, Dale.
0: It's honestly, I've... no shit, like um, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but I get motion sickness, so VR is probably not yeah. for me most of the time. But watching you play this, I've actually hovered over uh, like the Quest Two <laughs> uh, like buying page. It was in a Black Friday oh. sale at one point, and I was so close to oh, it. Right, like, That's really a dangerous class. game to play. In the
2: basket, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't
0: justify it for one game. I think, but if they release more games like that, I want to play. Yeah then I think I might have to buy one. That's the thing
1: though, like more often than not, you have these re-releases like, you know, Skyrim being constantly re-released and Resident Evil 4 as well being released on every generation there is. But like it is worth putting in some of the extra cash for the VR version just because it goes above and beyond in terms of fun factor. And you're not getting some sort of like stripped down shite version of the game. It's the full campaign fully realized in VR.
0: It's not a bit of extra cash mate it's it's significantly <laughs> a nah. lot more. it's like <laughs> worth it's yeah. worth paying if you want yeah. to be leon um but i would say um back to the leon uh, the john wick aspect of it there is a gameplay video we have done or jesse did and um, that's on ign which is called like what's it called 16th, l- yeah it's just the opening minutes Opening minutes of gameplay and skip to about, like, you know, 10 minutes in, and you'll see Jesse is full (laughs) John Wick. Like, it's obscene how cool it looks, where he's like, tapping people in the head like when they're dropping them to their knees reloading while he approaches them then putting one in their skull and then it's just it's, f- it's, it's winning honestly his and, it's oh.
1: honestly so much fun like i i cleared out a bit of the area in my kitchen so i was like i need room for this i'm about yeah. to perform
2: <laughs> and it was
1: very very fun i did close the curtains though i didn't want my neighbors seeing across because they'll they think i'm fucking mad
0: next time you do that i like like, I'm telling I'm ordering you to do this now. <laughs> like, set up a little camera in your room somewhere or like your phone and just record you like in real life what you look like while you're doing all this. My, That'd be my, so good. My partner
1: did that when I was playing like a stealth game that sees you like in some sort of like kayak with a sniper. Mm. So I, like I'm kayaking through using a sniper. And then I saw myself doing that. I was like, that's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to see
0: that ever again. All right. Oh, oh, right. Let's move on. Emma, let's go for your second award.
2: Okay, so this one doesn't really have a proper runner-up either. Um, okay. Because my award is called Only on PC and PC right. doesn't really have that many exclusive games. Mm. Um, but the winner is Valheim. Um, oh, yes. Which was really good. Cool. Did you both play Valheim?
0: Uh, I don't, but I feel like I saw enough on it to know enough about it.
1: I've yeah. played quite a bit of Valheim back when yeah. it was originally released.
2: Yeah, I feel like... It released in like February this year and I feel like it's sort of, because there's been so many other games, it's mm. kind of been a little bit forgotten. Yeah. But it was just such a lovely game to just go in and you basically have the freedom to do whatever you want, Um, mm. which is what I really loved about it. Like if you wanted to just sit and build a base and build like the nicest house and... <laughs> you know, like create like a whole sort of area for yourself. That's really cool. And like, I know a lot of people on Reddit even have posted like these incredible like structures that yeah. they've just made. And it's like, how did you do that? I can barely put like a hut <laughs> together. Um But it's like, it's a very deep game as well. Like you can just play like that forever and be happy. Um, yeah. yeah. But you've also like got this entire like procedurally generated world to go and explore. Um and go and, like, you know, build a boat and go off sailing and go and find some some different yeah. enemies or, like, fight these huge bosses and things. Like, that, there's that's... just... Yeah, sorry, go on.
1: I think that's what's like, the standout thing about Valheim is that when I first got into it, I thought it's just another sort of, like, Minecrafty sort of, like, the forest kind of experience and stuff. But yeah. it is a proper journey. Like, when I was um, recording with someone else who works at IGN, like, we started in the sort of small forest biome, and then we saw an island way off into the distance. So we spent you know, hours building a ship together and then we sailed out and then we came across a small island like in the middle of the ocean, which turned out to be this massive boss that we jumped on the back of and then like got back into the ocean and then we started like sailing out again to this completely new biome and stuff. And there's like little trolls coming after you and shit like it's sort of like the Lord of the Rings game I always wanted, weirdly Mm. enough, because it's in that sort of fantasy setting, but it just plays really well
0: and looks really good as well.
2: Yeah, I like the style of it.
0: With the um, with the procedural world, does it does it have borders or does it just endlessly keep going?
1: It it does have a border, but it will take yeah. you like fucking ages to get really to it. To get and to it. it's sort yeah. of tied into the game as well, like where you're actually... Because I can't remember what sort of mythology it's based on. I think it's like Norse or something like that. It's kind of funky. But when you reach the end of the world, it's sort of like a waterfall surrounding all the world. And you can actually like fall off with your ship and then yeah. like find yourself somewhere new and stuff. But it's yeah. just... It's just really, really fun. And you've got like a bunch of boss battles you need to like, I guess bosses you need to hunt in the world too. You've got an objective as well.
2: Yeah, like you, you, there is stuff that you can do. There is like an end game sort of thing. Um, And they're still like bringing out updates for it as well. Um, It's just a shame it's only on PC. Like, It
0: was crazy popular though, wasn't it? When it first came out. It was was lighting up all the charts and stuff. And it's kind of like, I guess now it's gone down to the hardcore right um, who are still probably really like passionate about it. Yeah. But you don't hear about it as much or at least mainstream games media you don't hear about it that much. Yeah. Um, but it's it, but it's cool like I like when you know, a game comes out at the start of the year and it's, it's great, but then you kind of forget about it as the year goes on. And so it's great to bring these things back up, I think, into the conversation. Because there might be someone listening to this who's never even heard of Valheim and uh, yeah. now they might be interested in checking it out. And that's yeah. the thing,
1: it's not, it's not like a traditional like survival game. You're not going to like die of hunger when you're playing it and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's it's got survival elements, but it's more about the kind of exploring, going through dungeons and stuff, hunting down these bosses with your mates, building like your own Viking village and stuff. It's more about mm. that, not about like, Oh no, I spent 2 minutes walking and my
0: character's going to die of like uh, thirst. Yeah, it's it more of... more Minecrafty then. It feels a bit more like it's
2: Minecraft. A little bit more. There is certain things that you have to like be like sort of like wary of when you start. Like my advice would be build a campfire immediately because once you've got that <laughs> you're like good. Yeah. Um but yeah, like it does feel kind of a bit more Minecrafty um where you can just like you can go out, you can fight against these bosses. The bosses have powers as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But what's nice, and I think it is similar to Minecraft in a way of like, the most fun I had in Minecraft was when I was working with my friends and we had like an objective that we wanted to do. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it was like, oh, we want to...
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like we want to go to the nether or something. And so, you know, you spend all this time like stocking up on stuff and like preparing. And that is like Valheim, you're doing that like all the time.
0: Mum was always build, build a sky house, glass house, <laughs> like it, as high in the sky as I could go to. Yeah. I did that about five times. <laughs> I
2: really
0: cool. wanted to make the house from oblivion. That's why I was obsessed or, with it.
1: Or in the forest, build a gazebo and put it the wrong way. Oh, Wicked. Yeah. That's never a good little house go. we had
0: there. One day, and do you know what? I've never done it before, but one day, like, it'd be cool to go back and just revisit your little yeah. house, what you made in your world. <laughs> yeah. I wonder
1: if that world still exists on our hard drive somewhere. I'm sure it does. Uh,
0: okay, so next award, uh, let's go for this one, which is my award, which is called the "I'm now traumatized, thanks" <laughs> award. Uh, there was there was one um, clear winner for this award for me all the way through the year, not all the way through the year since it came out, but in the last few weeks, games changed, <laughs> and I've experienced something new that is worse. So the runner-up and. Okay, I probably should have said heads up. We probably might spoil games on this podcast. You've had a year. Yeah, like skip (laughs) forward like five minutes if you don't want to know Resident Evil Village spoilers, but it's been out for ages. So yeah, you've had your warning. In Resident Evil Village, there is a certain scene in um, Donna Beneviento's house where a giant slug-like baby Mm -hmm. comes at you out of the dark and starts screaming dada at you (laughs) in the most horrifying, traumatizing way you can imagine. Now, I remember when we first played this, Jesse, me and you were very lucky to play this pre-release. Yeah. And I remember texting you saying like it's one of the most horrible <laughs> things I've ever experienced. Because it was like two in the morning and yeah. I was on my own and it was pitch black. I've since text um former host of the podcast, Gav Murphy, talked to him about it. He played it with his girlfriend late at night and they were saying how horrible it was talking <laughs> about it. And I was like convinced like everyone is going to hate this. Since then the narrative has changed a little bit and I feel like a few hard nuts have stepped out saying it's not <laughs> actually that bad. One Alex Simmons, for example, says Yeah. What did, a gangster. Like Jesse, I know you played it. Emma, have you seen the scene? Have played the scene?
2: Yeah, I really like that section of the game. Like I like the house yeah. um mm-hmm. in general. And I love that in that specific part, like you're walking down that corridor and it's so dark. And you know, something bad's gonna come out yeah. but you have to keep walking towards it like yeah. the game forces you you have to go this well, way
1: whenever the game introduces a fucking fuse box you know it's just game over you know yeah. you have to eventually go back to it for some bull crap so, reason
0: <laughs> something really cool about that is i've played through that sequence i don't know six times right because i yeah. i played for it for capture and stuff and then i also played for it because i wanted to try harder modes and stuff yeah, yeah so yeah. i know exactly where the cues are right? i know the exact <laughs> trigger points and it's still, I'm still terrified every time I do it. Even <laughs> I watched, um, mentioning them again, but the guys who used to do prepared to drive RKG, they've got a series where they're playing it. Even watching them play it made me a bit anxious about the idea of approaching that single trigger point, which cues it. Like, yeah. It's just like- I don't, I, honestly, what is it about it? I guess it's because it's a baby, right? Yeah, It's just really makes it creepy. Because yeah. you don't
1: want to look at it as well because you have to run away. There's only one part where you might get a glimpse and it's like when you're circling around a table to get around yeah. it. But ultimately yeah. you don't want to take a look at it because it looks disgusting and it's going to try and eat you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think if it was going like, Raw, or something like that, I wouldn't be bothered. It's because it's making baby noises at oh, me as well. Grim. And Aww. then it's like screaming and crying in your face. And yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a horrible scene, but brilliant as well. Like really effective, yeah. especially for someone, you know, like I watch a lot of horror movies and I feel like, you know, I'm quite used to a lot of scares in games yeah, and yeah. movies, but that one really affected me. Um, But that was a runner up. Like oh. I was picking wow. up all year. I was like, terrifying, absolutely terrifying. But <laughs> a game that came out earlier this year that I've only recently just played through with Jesse is It Takes Two. Now, you th- I know what you're, yeah, what you're thinking. What could be so scary in It that game's Takes not Two, horrible. Dale. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're talking bollocks if you think that. There is a scene in this game with Cutie the elephant. <laughs> uh, like Again, this is spoilers. You might want to skip ahead if you haven't played It Takes Two, but it's about halfway through the game, probably less than halfway through the game, actually. But there is an elephant called Cutie who is the queen <laughs> of the castle. And at one point, the parents realize that it's the ch- their child's toy and they for some reason they want to make their child cry story reasons so they decide they're going to murder cutie the elephant <laughs> and they're not just going to murder her they're going to rip her apart and brutally <laughs> torture her <laughs> while she's screaming at you that she just wants to be your friend and just wants to be loved and please don't do this begging for her life while you rip her ear off you rip her legs off Oh man. and then you, you kill her you, she's hanging on the edge of a cliff and you Kick her (laughs) down, you kill her, and then your daughter starts crying, and then they start going and basking in her tears. Yeah, and I was like, What this is horrible! (laughs) This is like, I still can't get cutie screaming, Please don't kill me! Like, out of my mind.
2: Best family game, though, apparently. Yeah,
0: I know, right?
1: Oh man, is it bad that I thought that scene was quite hilarious? it's it hilarious in retrospect is.
0: yes but at the time i was like "Well, i was laughing because i was playing it with you and yeah. we like i was laughing at how horrible it is like it's like unbelievable like yeah
1: the, the game be- hints towards that kind of horror when you have your first boss which is oh, like yeah. a like a fucking vacuum cleaner and you suck his eyes out with his oh, own yeah.
2: like it's <laughs> brutal
0: they are they are like i haven't finished this game i reckon i'm about three quarters of the way through it mm. but i'm hoping they get their comeuppance at the end because <laughs> they they are they are they're horrible people, what they do to these toys and vacuum cleaners. It really is
1: just the cherry. These on the are top like when sentient
0: beings that they've gone into contact with, and their first thought is to murder them
1: and then <laughs> dance in their daughter's tears. To be That's fair, just hilarious. To, yeah, to be fair,
0: the vacuum cleaner, he was asking for it, right? Yeah, yeah he's he was pra- trying to kill them.
1: Yeah, 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 he started they- it.
0: It's
2: Maybe they combat. didn't need to
0: rip his eyeballs out, but, you know. <laughs> that was
2: a step too far. <laughs> that he was technically the line. did
1: it himself. That's on him. Yeah. But cue the elephant. did
0: nothing. She did nothing wrong. She was your daughter's best mate. She was lovely, really welcoming to a castle as well. And then they just execute her. <laughs> oh, absolutely vile. But yes. Oh, <laughs> So many good
1: memories, mate.
0: Yeah. All right. Jesse, give me your next award. You can pick.
1: I'm going to go for the love it in games, but hate it irl award which goes to unpacking so for those who don't know what what unpacking is in case you don't know it's like a relaxing almost puzzle-like game all about unpacking your possessions moving them into a home and that's it and despite <laughs> having such a simple premise it tells a story of a woman's life going from room to room home to home as she grows up with no dialogue at all and just being able to turn something like fairly mundane and at times annoying which in real life into a sort of Zen-like experience with a story is pretty amazing because I I don't know, it's not something that occurs too many times in your life, I guess, depending on your situation. All right, mate, (laughs) fuck it Like
0: 15 times, it's (laughs) ridiculous. Personally,
1: for me, I've only had to move twice in my life. And during those times, there's no sort of like relaxing tempo or Zen moments to follow. It's just chaos and I hate it. But in unpacking, it's proper relaxing. And it's like a weirdly reflective game as well. and makes you think back to times when you've done it in real life too, because you, you think about, you know, what's worth taking with you and what isn't. And you see that in this game as well. Like certain items always make an appearance as you progress through the years. You know, there might be a teddy bear that she had as a kid, which follows her through university to her own apartment. That's- and it's kind of cute, but there's also like odd moments in the game as well. That's kind of fucked up where there's a section um, where the main character like clearly moved in with her boyfriend or her partner. And as you're unpacking, you're starting to realize there's like zero room in this bachelor pad and once oh. you unpack your university degree or diploma, the only places you can fit it is above the toilet or like under a table. And that is <laughs> like the only fucking valid places Wait, you
0: can put it. So do you pack
1: as well as unpack? In this no, game? no, you never pack. Like you, you have like a bunch of boxes. Like you might have a couple boxes in the kitchen, one in like the bathroom, one in the living room and bedroom. And you're just taking out items and placing them correctly. There's some areas where you can place near enough everything. But there's yeah. some items that needs to be placed, like, in a dedicated zone that makes sense. And,
0: and what's, stuff. like, like, is it just chilled out music playing or something? Yeah, it's just then? kind of,
1: like, chilled out, kind of lo-fi, just relaxing music. And it's got, like, really satisfying sound touches. Like, when you pick up a mug, you get, like, a little, like, ding sound. And then yeah, yeah, when you place it down yeah. on, like, I don't know, like, a stone floor, it makes that sound. Or when you place it on the bed, it's like a soft little, like, whoop. It's just, it's a really nice, relaxing game compared to the reality of having to... Move out and box shop, which is annoying.
0: So here's where I ruin that for you. Oh no, I say, you fucking love it because you're a freak. I, isn't I it? do <laughs> like unpacking. Um, I find Mutant. it really, I find it really satisfying. Yeah, but I've done it loads of times. Yeah, also exactly. I really love building furniture as well. If you have got IKEA furniture or something, you need me to build. Yeah, I'm man. Oh, that's <laughs> perfect. No, but I like um, my sister in law moved into a new house recently, and uh, she's on a, there. She's on her own, so I was offering to help anyway. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. also like. I was like, literally, I talk about four flat packs up to one room, close the door, <laughs> put a podcast on and just sat there building in the middle of the room. And I was like, this is heaven. I love it. It's peace. You're a little builder freak,
1: aren't you? Yeah. I, I mean, I,
0: I like the idea of packing. I like, I like things like getting neat and tidy and stuff. So I guess there's yeah. some sort of satisfaction there. But I can also see the other point of view because it is a lot of work as well. Yeah, so.
1: it, it comes down to like circumstances to like maybe why you're moving out or where you're going and stuff like mm. that whatever you have associated with it but to have just a game where you know you're starting from like I don't know like 1998 where she's a kid going forward to when she's like like you know a teenager to university to when she has her first house when she's sharing with flatmates and shit it's just like it's just really really cool to see a game like that and have no dialogue but still tell a story
0: yeah
2: that's what I really liked about it yeah Mm. it was that you get like the story through actually it sounds kind of horrible but like rooting through this person's stuff (laughs) like (laughs) You're being like nosy, but yeah, it's not forcing the story on you. It's there, like you can sort of like look at different items that they've got and see as they like change as a person as they grow. um yeah. But you, that it's not outright telling you like, oh, I'm into this now. It's like you kind of have to discover that for yourself yeah. as you're going. Sure.
1: I got a massive kick out of seeing people online, like, because there's like a moment where you unpack a GameCube and people are like, I don't know where to put this toaster. It doesn't make sense. They just didn't realize that to go in the living room, mate. It's a GameCube. You have to educate yourself.
0: <laughs> um. Emma, you've got one more award. And I think I've got a contribution to this award, actually. But I'll oh. let, you, I'll let you, you take it
2: wow. away. Oh, cool, yeah. So my last award is uh, the game that made me feel really smart and then really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got a runner-up, um, which is Loop Hero. Have you guys played Loop Hero? I haven't played
1: I've Loop Hero. I've not played it, no. no. Tell
2: so us about Loop Hero. It's like this like time loop sort of like auto-battle of roguelike which okay. is, like, a lot of genres all mashed together, right? Yeah. But basically, you're going around this map and you'll go into this map with, like, a deck of cards um, mm. that you get to pick. So it might be, like, oh, um, I'm going to take in, like, this card that's a village. And what you do is you, like, place that village on the map and then that will, like, heal you. Um, so you'll go in with these cards. Um, you might have some that are, like, enemies. So, like, there's, like, a vampire mansion and stuff. Um, yeah. And you'll... You'll go into this loop, and as you're going around the map, you're placing these tiles and adding all this stuff to it. Um, So you add stuff that helps you, and then you, with that, you'll get enemies on the map that your like little character then has to fight. Yeah. Um So rather than actually like controlling the like hero or the character, you're just controlling the stuff around them. Um, and what's like what makes you feel really smart in that game is if you sort of. Know how stuff synergizes together. You can sort of get like a lot of items, um, fight lots of enemies, win, and then go back to your camp and like unlock more stuff or unlock better weapons. Yeah. Uh, but you can One problem that I had with it was that I would get like way too comfortable and think, "Oh yeah, I can take on like another vampire mansion. Like, mm. I can take on all these enemies." And once you have a lot going on on the map and a lot to balance. It gets so difficult. <laughs> so yeah, that's the bit that kind of made me feel a bit uh, a bit silly.
0: Um, before you announce the winner, I'll just chip in with my one, which was actually it takes two again, which I've had several moments of. Solving a puzzle, like, I am the greatest man alive for working that <laughs> And then other moments where the puzzle is so, in hindsight, is so obvious and so simple, but we're staring at it. Especially, Je- I'm playing with Jesse, who's played before. We're staring at it for like five minutes going, oh, what'd you do here again? Like, oh. <laughs> and it's really obvious. But, Baiting yeah. me out, mate. I mean, I guess you could say it's any sort of game with puzzle elements, right? That yeah. happens to the, the best of us sometimes. Yeah. But what's, the, what's your winner, Emma?
2: Okay, so this game actually just came out. But I've been playing it, I've played some of it solo and also like versus another person and uh, like my partner. Mm-hmm. And it's Big Brain Academy, brain versus brain.
0: <laughs> Is this <laughs> like, it's brain training, right? It's like the new version of brain training.
2: It's like, did did you play Big Brain Academy on the DS? I think No, there was well, a I, Wii I don't know anything well. about
0: this series.
2: Okay, so it's kind of like brain training in that you've got like these puzzles that you'll do, but you can like do them against someone. Um, okay. okay. So there are like different categories and stuff. Uh, so you've got like sort of like more visual stuff where you're like a picture might load in like slowly, like different parts of it, and you've got to like be the quickest one to say like, oh, that's a cat, or like you know, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's like a category for like memorizing stuff. Like there might be a load of numbers that like flash up on screen. You've got to remember it. Um, mm-hmm. so if you're playing against someone, it can get really competitive. Um, yeah. so but you can also play solo and that's where you get like your brain score kind of more like brain training where you'll do like a bunch of exercises and it will tell you like oh that you're I think I'm better at like memorizing stuff and identifying stuff and I'm not so good at um I think it was like compute or something which was like (laughs) more working things out but um yeah I think what was cool was we turned the difficulty there's like I think, six difficulties, maybe more. Mm. We, like, maxed it out because we felt, like, really, like, you know, we were like, oh, kids play this game. We can take it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we maxed it out on, like, super elite difficulty. and Super elite. Yeah, yeah. It makes you feel really good. Um, and we were sort of, like, zooming through some of these puzzles and things. And there were a couple of puzzles where I was, like, unbeaten. It's like, I'm so fast at this. I felt really <laughs> confident, really happy. I was like, I'm smashing it.
0: So I am the game now. Yeah, like memorizing like <laughs> nine
2: digits like yeah, I'm doing it. Um but there's also like a comeback mechanic. So I think once you get once I think once you get to like sort of like towards you got to get to 100 points basically whoever gets their first like wins. Once mm. you're sort of nearing that if the other person or other people like I think it's up to four players if they're below like 50 points if they get like the next answer <laughs> right they just get like extra points added to their score oh, which okay. makes it quite interesting yeah. um but also then it puts you on edge if you're in front because you're like well like i was doing really well and now I'm, i yeah. might not be so comfortable um
1: i don't think i could hack a game like that man any sort of like big brain academy brain training shit if you put any sort of like mathematical bullshit in front of me i hate it yeah i know you
0: hate that it um <laughs> Have you, that just reminded me of something. Have you guys ever seen videos of people doing tool assisted speed running of brain training? No, no, it's insane, right? Because what they realized is um, that obviously. It will say like, you know, what's five plus five and you've got on the DS, you've got to write in the number 10, right? Yeah. It's all, it's all like scanning these pixels and making the decision whether your answer was correct. <laughs> and obviously there's permutations of variations there. But what they've worked out is that with this uh, tool assist speedrunner, it, it can it draws like pieces of art, like <laughs> random, oh, wow. all sorts of random things that it know, the system knows will trigger the game to think it's the correct answer. So it's like these absolutely massive, like pixel perfect pieces of art being drawn on the screen, all sorts of weird things being written and just like different ways to trigger the correct answer. It's bonkers. That does sound mad. Yeah, check it out. I need to
2: see that. Yeah. (laughs) I think like one thing that really surprised me about this was like some of the puzzles you think, oh, that's easy. Like there's one where it's like you'll have a clock, right? And it'll be Mm. like, oh, turn the clock back like 240 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. There was one run, I got every single question wrong, and I swear I can tell the time. And it's just like, it, there's just I'll moments promise. like that in it, yeah, where it's like, it was just shocking. And my partner was just like, What is wrong with you? Like, what's
1: going on? Jess is not good at telling time either. Right? Oh, mate, I don't want to do I don't want to have to handle it.
0: It's Again, so back to It's Takes too. there was a people yeah. looking at the clock and I was like, okay, that's five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a I'm more age. digital baby. A, you're a digital boy. Yeah, That's, that's the, the thing, pixels. it was an analogue
2: clock. Yeah, so I'm going to yeah. blame it on that. But yeah, I think it's, it's just, it's nice when you kind of have that, especially like when you're playing against other people. Um, mm. You can kind of like annoy each other with stuff like that.
1: <laughs> Does it say how old your brain is? like you have a brain of an 80 year old because you're an idiot because that's what would happen
0: to that's me that's not how it works
2: <laughs> <laughs> it does give you like a score um in you'll see so you, like you can do like the test in the single player um yeah and it will like pick a random i think there's maybe like four or five different types of tests in each category and it'll pick one right. at random from each then you get Fair a enough. score at the end and it'll be like your brain is like really good and oh. you get little medals and things as well when you that's practice cute. stuff i so. need someone to
1: tell me that in real life you
0: Get you get, older, by the way. I just you to get senile, <laughs> mate. You forget things. <laughs> well, that unfortunately does happen to some yeah. people. If a game yes, is telling you your
1: brain is like 99 years old, I would be worried. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a compliment. Yeah, that is true. Uh,
0: okay, time for my last award. Oh, which one is it? Oh, yeah. Um, my last award is this experience, and that's an in inverted commas, is a cool idea, but a complete letdown in execution. Now, I have a few nominations for this. A few mm. runners-up, I should say. So, runners-up, I've got, I'll start with Resident Evil, the Maiden demo, right? Which I thought, cool idea. I, I don't, Jesse, I know you did, but Emma, I don't know if you played the beginning hour demo for Resident Evil 7, where they teased what Resident Evil 7 was going about, and there's loads of clues, and they updated the demo of clues. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I was hoping for something like that again. Nothing. It was just a one-time release. There was... I spent way too long looking for secrets in that demo, which don't exist, which is <laughs> yep. so ultimately a disappointment, but still, you know, a cool thing. It just disappointed me, I guess. Uh, someone I played recently, which is the matrix awakens, which I thought were in principle was really cool. And the times looked absolutely spectacular, but I don't know what anyone else thought. I don't know if you guys have played for it, but I found like the performance wasn't what I was hoping for from a tech demo Like, it's such a small, isolated thing that I thought it would, like, absolutely blow me away. And I found like it didn't, in a way.
1: When you say performance, like, how it actually ran, or how it looked.
0: How it ran and looked. So, I found it to be the frame rates went choppier quite a few times, which I thought for a tech demo, probably not what you want. Mm. And also, I thought, while some of it looked visually spectacular, when you got... There were certain shots of Keanu Reeves. I was like, "Oh my god, that looks like the movie." And yeah. then they showed a shot of him walking around his digital version, and I was like, "That one looks dead behind the eyes." Yeah, like, yeah. Like there was something in the face and the eye and the animation specifically. I thought Carrie Anne Moss looked terrible in it as well. Well, not so much. <laughs> She's listening she was
1: the, to this one, mate. How could you? Not,
0: not when she was in the car and had her sunglasses on. I thought that yeah. looked good. But when she was talking with her eyes like to down this lens, I was hot. It doesn't, it didn't look that impressive. You okay. know, that tech demo they did for Unreal 5 before, I thought was way yeah. more impressive. And I'm, I'm not sure if it was, um, I don't know. I like the idea. Again, I just thought if, if you're advertising it as a tech demo, I wanted it to be a little bit stronger. Um, the other one is the Radiohead experience, a so Radiohead Kid A Amnesia or Kid Amnesia, I guess it's called. Mm. I'm a huge radio fan, especially of that era. Again, I felt like the idea was great and some of the execution was brilliant. But yeah. it didn't, I wanted more there. Like I wanted things to uh, interact with, um, to look at album covers, to see behind the scene clips, to yeah. like hear like rare uh, outtakes or things like that, like a small tiny version of what the Beatles Get Back is like in this art display, mm. um, where I just felt it was more a showcase of the the art styles that they created for those albums and covers as opposed it didn't it felt like it celebrated that more than the music yeah Ronda. um so again just as a massive fan i just felt that was a little bit disappointing but all of them okay just tiny bit disappointing but i think the one that takes the biscuit is <laughs> abandoned which came out oh my god in august was it i believe or september wait has it actually been fully released or that's just the experience nope so so the game's not even called Abandoned, by the way. That's just a working title. Oh, okay. They released this platform. what They call it experience, but it's a platform to host videos and hopefully demos on at some point. They had nothing for the first month, just saying come back soon. Or maybe the first week. And then they released a, like, what was it? A six-second video of something inside <laughs> it. And then since then, radio silence. Nothing. Brilliant. And I, like, I understand, like... I don't want to get on the, the development team. I understand the problem yeah, yeah. of issues. But just, you know, think about that beforehand before you release these things and, and like, like, you know, big them up. Like wait till things are ready before you start launching it. Also, yes. I, they refer to it as something I don't think it really is as well. I think it's mm. just a platform to watch videos and play a demo beyond that. I'm not sure what else it can really offer. Uh, we don't even know anything about this game as well. Like, I wanted to see a proper trailer before they maybe start doing this sort of thing. Um, I just, yeah, ultimately, it's just a big letdown for a game that could potentially be really cool. Yeah. Um, or could potentially be really terrible. We don't know <laughs> anything about this game.
1: At least we know it's not Silent Hill or Metal Gear
0: Solid. Well, it's definitely not them. No. Like, if what it if was, it is? if it was, they'd, they'd have. Burned a lot of bridges and lost a lot of So th- there's no chance of that happening. I just generally God. think it's, they need a better PR and marketing team for this uh, game. Yes. They need to hire people who like work out these beats and know what are <laughs> And uh, it's just been a, a disaster. And there just seems to be more and more of these experiences these days. And But so far, I'm not massively impressed by it all. They Take me back to the good old days of demos. Yeah, (laughs) that's a fair point. Yeah. Okay, um, Jesse, you're the last one.
1: Last award. The last award, which is, I felt like I accomplished something really meaningful, when in reality, it's just a game award.
0: That could be applied to a lot of these.
1: Yeah, but this one hurt the most, or it hit me the hardest, which is Returnal. (gasps) Bloody game. So like after work, I don't really like find myself playing games all too often unless I'm like live streaming them, but Returnal was the exception for that. Um, but in case you don't know, in case you don't have a PS5 or you don't know what Returnal is, it's like a third-person roguelike shooter, crash land on a planet, trying to track down this mysterious signal, killing bosses, going through biomes. When you die, you have to repeat it because you lose all your weapons. Blah, blah, blah. Roguelike yeah. shit. But what follows from that is like one of the hardest games... I've ever played, like ever. Like back in April when this was released, the journey from going to the starting biome and trying to finish the second biome, which shouldn't take too long, was a fucking journey and a half. If like, if a Rocky montage could be like extended over a couple of months, it would be me playing that very, very small and specific section of a game. Because the final boss you face in that red desert biome, in my days, he's like the toughest bastard I've ever faced in the game. (laughs) I hated him. It's like, it's like that. Have you ever just, like, got so close to the TV? So it's, like, sit up so straight and just, like, focus, like, beamed your eyes directly on the TV because you're, like, trying to just, like, I don't know, okay. unlock this new section of your braid in order to, like, kill this one boss. That was, that okay. was me. Each time i would spend multiple hours collecting weapons, upgrades, consumables, all to have them lost after a few minutes after facing that boss. The problem is I kept crawling back for more. I was really messed up. And once I finally killed that boss and unlocked a grappling hook, it's like my entire perspective shifted. I felt like a huge it weight. worth it. Exactly. A huge weight was like lifted off my shoulders and I, I'd, I felt like I had accomplished something so fantastic that you had to be in the room to witness despite other people playing the game. It felt very monumental and meaningful. Yeah. And then I had to take a break from the game for like five months. I was like, I've done my part. I've got to the third biome, which is only... <laughs> less than half of the game but i let it rest yeah. for like half a year
0: just to be clear with the audience as well like so i know sometimes there's a bit of a narrative it's like oh people are Jen can't play games right um <laughs> return was hard <laughs> um, but jesse is literally one of the best of us <laughs> like over the whole company as well <laughs> like so the fact that, that you struggle with it i mean makes me like i feel a bit guilty that i never played this game this year but I don't think it's for me, somehow.
1: Yeah, that's the the thing. Like, it's it's really one of, like, the most prettiest-looking and, like, best-sounding games I've seen on the PSO. Like, a true next-gen PlayStation 5 Mm. exclusive. It's a really, really good game. But I took that five- or six-month break, and then when I returned, only, like, two months later, I hit that same wall again, but in a new biome. And then it it felt like the game broke me. But after I finally <laughs> finished it, I was rebuilt even stronger this time. I'm a new man after completing Wait, Returnal.
0: But everything you're saying here is contradicting what your the headline is here. You're saying I, something really meaningful when reality is just a game.
1: I know. I thought but like, realization that's the thing, was
0: going to be the end. It was like ultimately, I realized it was all pointless. No, was but th- my time. Th- th- this
1: is the thing. Like, I, it took me. I had like such this, I had such a long ass break from getting past that second biome, taking like a five or six month break. Finally, finishing Returnal. It took me many hours to do that. And then like, it was like, it was one of the hardest games I had ever tried to play and finish. And then after it, I just felt like, it was like, it was just the game. Yeah. It took me that long to finish it. It was like, I could have probably maybe focused my efforts on like, maybe something else that would have been a bit more productive. <laughs> <laughs> I never played yeah. Returnal during work, <laughs> but yeah. I don't like, what's the longest amount of time you've like spent on a game,
0: on a something boss like that, taking a break? Oh, just like taking a break in between?
1: Yeah. Because uh, for me, it was like a four or five month break. I was like, I need to set this down for a bit. I
0: took a break of about three years between Far Cry <laughs> New Dawn and finishing it. <laughs> and then came fair back enough. and finished it. But that was only because I was like spurred on by the new game coming out. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I don't think I've ever... I've definitely put games down for the night and come mm. back with a fresh head the next day. And then yeah. a lot better. Fair um, enough. Yeah, I remember the, the Valkyrie Queen or whatever she's called. Like the head Valkyrie in... Uh, god of war i know you. okay but that boss is like that's a that's not a um a narrative boss either that's an end game like sort of optional boss yeah but that is a doozy and that took (laughs) me a lot of work but then also i don't play like soulsborne games so i've you know, yeah. like really hard bosses are not something I deal with that often. So.
1: Yeah, same here. Like, I don't play roguelikes. I'm not, like, don't think I'm too into, like, don't know Dead Cells and Hades and stuff. I know they're brilliant yeah. games and stuff. I'm just not really in the mood for that. But Returnal felt different enough, and, and it was one hell of a journey finishing that game, <laughs> I can tell you that much.
2: I was going to say, actually, it kind of does sound like this, like, punishing experience that you're, like, describing does kind of remind me of, like, a, a Souls game. Like, it kind of sounds like Dark Souls when you get stuck on a boss and you're playing. I speak from experience. You're playing, you're right at the end of the game (laughs) and you need to beat the final boss and it's just not happening and the the clock's ticking and you're like looking at it like, I should go to bed. It's four o'clock in the morning, like wrap it up. But yeah, it does kind of sound like that. But then when you do it, you feel so good about it. It's like, oh, like.
1: When I finally, when I was on the edge of killing that final boss, I was like, I stood up, I took my headphones off <laughs> yeah. and stuff. I was like, I need to get this fucking done because <laughs> it's like three in the morning. And if I, if I die, I'm going to have to play another five hours of this, despite it being a fantastic game.
0: There was a I game had, I was I playing recently that. that something like that happened where it was like the final boss on it. Cr- oh no, it was uh, Vice City. <laughs> That's <what it> was. <laughs> the final boss
1: <laughs> in Vice City. No, but you the say that, but like... like
0: vice C is like yeah the boss powers are crap right oh yeah but they yeah, also yeah. like the game cheeses as well and it's all a bit wonky but then yeah. i killed the final boss after a few goes of it and then the game <laughs> crashed immediately <laughs> and i was fuming like fuming that uh, it wasn't gonna ha- maintain my save but it did so it was all right but had this like brief five minutes where i was like i am not doing that boss again fuck that <laughs> not interested ever when you were setting up dance halls, I really thought you were going to say brain training. Oh yeah, brain <laughs> training. I sat there till four in the morning. I was like, I cannot work this out.
2: I don't know how to do this. The, the clocks—they're just getting to me. <laughs> oh, All man.
0: right, that's our that's our alternative game awards of two thousand and twenty-one. A solid
1: list, I'd say. A solid yeah, list it's indeed. A, Very
2: good.
0: It's a, as always with these things. You know, it's it's nice to have a bit of fun of it. Talk about unique angles that we don't normally talk about and then also but in general talk about some of the games that we enjoy playing and also didn't enjoy playing this year. Yeah. Uh next up, next week I should say, we oh. have the alternative awards for the movies and TV. And then we've all I don't have the schedule in front of me, but we wow. also have we also have Christmas episodes of things planned. I know we have a look forward to twenty twenty two episode coming up as well. Oh yeah. That's so, gonna be a banger. Lots of stuff coming up in the next few weeks. Um, we should probably have a track to play out. And I'm going to be honest, because I spoke about the music in Bat for Blood earlier, I feel like one of those tracks should be in it. So I'm saying Black Betty. Does anyone disagree?
1: It is a banging song. Love yeah. it. It, do it. It's a good
0: time. Uh, it's Black Betty. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.